Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. They trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Sport and jump. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, birds. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in the fourth and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E A G L E S, we on. Look, we from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, hearts indebted. Fly eagles fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? from Wildfire Sports Studios. Welcome to the 2018 4th and John Eagles episode number 11. Boys and girls, we thank you for your moms of packing that lunch. We thank you for getting that permission slip signed and in on time. But the field trip has been canceled. Now, before I get into everything that we got to get into, it's my, it, I'm in a unique position here. It's the first time I've ever been in this position, being 10 years on social media, covering the team, talking about the team, sharing experiences, uh, my experiences about the team. Because so often in those 10 years, I've been told three simple words, stick to sports. And the majority of the time I've tried to adhere to that, stick to sports. Because they always tell me, Iraq, I'm not here to talk about your political views. I'm here to see your content and your comedic genius when it comes to football and dick jokes. Fine. That's perfectly fine. But today, I am in the unique position where football and politics go head to head. So Uncle Iraq's going to sit on this microphone and talk his shit on his show. Because I am sticking to sports in this particular instance. Let's make no bones about it, boys and girls, right from the get-go. President Trump declining to receive the Eagles at the White House has absolutely nothing to do with the flag. It has nothing to do with respecting the troops. It has nothing to do with respecting the country. Because if it did, he would get his facts straight and understand that not once during the, during the 2018 regular season or postseason did the Eagles take a knee, or not come out of the tunnel. He would understand that this team honors the troops every time they get the opportunity, whether it's at training camp, Military Appreciation Day, or the NFL's initiative to have that Military Appreciation Month. He would understand that individuals like Malcolm Jenkins, who have declined to take a knee, but rather sat side-by-side with community leaders and politicians, and leaders in police enforcement to try to find real-life solutions to real-life problems. Whether it be Chris Long, who donated his year's worth of salary to benefit people that are less fortunate than him. A wealthy man giving away his year's worth of salary. He would understand those things, but as so often the case, this president will sit there and twist the facts and try to villainize people that shouldn't be villainized in order to fit his narrative, and beat that drum, which goes to the lowest form 
of his base. That's what this president is trying to do, and that's exactly what this is about. Make no mistake about it, the Eagles were never going to the White House. Not out of choice. The president was going to decline it and use it as a political pawn to once again beat that drum. Gail, can I be honest with the people for a second? Go ahead, man. Can I be transparent with our listeners? You can. You can say it with your chest. Can I do what my father told me and demean what I say and say what I mean and speak frankly to the listeners? I think it's about time. Yes, you did. Absolutely. When the kneeling first happened, I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't like it. I thought it was disrespectful. I thought it was disrespectful to the country. I thought it was disrespectful to the flag. I remember seeing an African-American couple when this first all came down, sitting in the row in front of me. And they were sitting. And it bothered me. Steam was coming out of my ears. I couldn't understand it. Because I wasn't raised like that. I was raised to stand up, salute the flag, respect the flag, believe in the American dream, but believe in it that it's all-inclusive. That the American dream does not just go for people of privilege, people of white people. That it is all-inclusive. It doesn't matter your race, your creed, your religion, your age, your gender. That this American dream applied to everybody. And while that might be a fantasy and that might be the case, I was still offended by it. But what I did is I reached out to my co-host, not only my co-host, but my best friend in the world, Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter, and I asked him why. Why is this happening? Explain to me. Help me understand why this is. I didn't sit there and just get into an anger ball and shut the world out and think that those people were the enemy. I wanted to understand better why. And he explained it to me. The purpose in which... They were trying to communicate by kneeling, by taking that stand. The struggles that he's gone through as an African-American male, some of them I found surprising, downright shocking at times, because I never looked at Gail as a brother. I looked at him as my brother, wearing the same colors, best friends. So he helped me understand exactly the reasoning why they were kneeling. And in doing so, we had an open dialogue. And wouldn't this country be better off if people from the opposite ends, whether you support the kneeling or you don't, whether you find the flag disrespectful or not, wouldn't it be better off if we had a mutual understanding? So while it might still bother me from time to time, I want you to know that I respect why you're doing it. I understand why you're doing it. And the message that you are trying to convey is coming through loud and clear. And that's the important. That's why President Trump canceled this visit, because he's pounding the drum. He does not want to see the biggest threat to anybody that leans too far left or too far right in his case, and that is balance. And that's exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles organization has been able to show throughout this entire process. Again, they're only one of a handful of teams out there that did not kneel for the national anthem. They have been a symbol of balance, being able to highlight the players' personal voices and allow them to express what is important to them, all the meanwhile not being disrespectful, doing it with class because they're a class organization. And that type of balance will always be a threat to people who pound the drum for negativity and those who try to point the finger at good people and good organizations like the Philadelphia Eagles and people that are standing up for a change, whether you agree with it or not, whether you agree with the vessel in which they are doing it or not, trying to communicate that message and make the world a better place. And I, quite frankly, I know it's stick to sports, E-Rock, but this time sports and politics are going head-to-head. And I am not going to remain silent while the President of the United States tries using the flag that I love and the team of that I love as a political pawn to go into his propaganda machine. And I don't think neither are you, Gail. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I am buying into these harsh realities that we all, you know, back in, you know, back in uh, years ago, a lot of things weren't being seen. And I think a lot of people, you know, you know, I you know some white folks have not seen this kind of uh, racism 
You know, like, like there's a quote from Will Smith. He says, racism isn't getting worse. It's just getting filmed. And I, I think there's a, there was a microscope on what's going on in America. And, you know, these are harsh realities that you can either stay in the gray area and act like it doesn't exist, or you can be real about it and realize that this does exist. Um, me standing in front of you as one of your good friends, I've experienced tons of racial profiling. I've, I've been had guns held to my head by police officers. I've had mm, M16s held uh, at my face. Uh, I've, I've got, uh, there's twice I got, uh, pulled over cause they thought I was robbing my own house. Um, and moments of your hands up in the air, not wanting to move and thinking about this is going to be my last day on this earth for no fucking reason. You're talking, you're, you're looking at a guy who's never had a detention before. I've never been arrested. I've never gotten in trouble with the law. Always about positivity, but I can have this conversation with, uh, I'd say, 98% of my black friends or pe- per- people of color, and they can, they can tell me these same exact stories back to me. Like, I'm giving them my story. They're hearing it all over again. So when, when you see people, uh, people of color deal with uh, a guy like Eric Garner, a Trayvon Martin, a Freddie Gray. I can name these names and the hair on my back stands up. When innocent people in America are getting killed, killed, and nobody is saying a damn thing about it. You know, the Colin Kaepernick situation you know, uh, you know, I, I, I thought his message was, you know, it got a little muddied with, you know, when he, you know, I, I was like, okay, they're gonna do this, you know, it's a peaceful profe- protest, but it, you know, some, it got, it got muddied along the way, but fuck it, nobody was standing up and doing anything. When is the, when is the right time? Mm-hmm. When is the right time to say something? I mean, you see signs when, you know, police put up and say, hey, if you see something, say something. Fuck! There, there are there are many people saying something right now, and nobody's listening. Uh, you know, it, it's it's it. You know, you know. You talk about patriotism. Uh, my dad fought in the Korean War. He came back from the Korean War. He couldn't get an ice cream cone. They wouldn't serve my ice cream cone. So there's levels of, you know, these these his, these stories that are passed on from your families to their kids of struggle with racial profiling, me going into a, like going into a store Mm -hmm. to buy clothes and security's watching you, Mm -hmm. but it's a thing. These are, these are just everyday things that people of color struggle with. And at the end of that, like, I didn't want to fucking come in here and talk about this, but I, this is an opportunity for us to talk and have dialogue. We all love the Eagles and, at the end of the day, it's about finding common ground with each other mm-hmm. and understanding people's backgrounds and how to communicate with each other, mm-hmm. but also opening your ears and let everybody have a voice. And I, I you know, I, I was fortunate. I was, I was super at my job. Sometimes there's cool things that happen and being able to sit and listen to Colin Kaepernick, not just for five minutes or being silent, sitting on a knee. I got to sit five feet away from him and listen to him talk about, you know, his 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 his, his situation and with the with the NFL and he made a you know I you know like, like I said I, I told you I said, you know this this you know he could have done it better but, you know in the the message got a little bit ugly but, someone had to say it and he he talked about, he said, his girlfriend talked to him about like how much money he left actually on the table. You know, everybody got a chuckle out of the, the crowd, and, and Sway was doing the interview with him. And he said, you know, do you feel bad about leaving that money on the table? And he said, you know what? 
I could have I could have twenty million dollars in my pocket, or I can choose forty million people. If is everybody worth fifty cents? Is everybody's life fit worth fifty cents? And for, for for me, I was like, God damn, that that is. I mean, it, it's just like, you know, that this is the reason why the, the league is seventy percent African American. What you're seeing, you're seeing African Americans try to go to work just like regular everyday Joes, like myself, go to work. When another black person gets killed in America, I don't have to look at you and say a word. I can see in your eyes that you're traumatized, that you have some form of post-traumatic stress disorder because you've been in that situation before and you know you, don't, you have to have these conversations with your brother or your, your son or your, da- or your daughter and you say, you know what, every black man has this talk with their son. They say, you know what, you, Gail, when you're out in the street, just say yes. Yes, officer. They have, they have to talk. This is a thing that happens in black households across America. Don't look suspicious. How do you not look suspicious? How do you have to tell your young kid, don't try and look suspicious? What is that? Kids are suspicious. I mean, that's- I, I mean it's just, it, it's just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep on going and preaching about, I'm just giving you a magnifying glass into a guy that you know, a guy that you've seen at a tailgate, a guy that I've shared beers with, and, and and if you can understand who I am, and I am the fucking average Joe, I am the average Joe. You know what I mean? Like other people are are going through worse situations, and this is just my struggle. And I'm telling you how many times I've been in horrible situations for no reason. But at the end of the day, uh. We're all Eagle fans, right? And we're all family. And uh, I think uh, regardless of what side of the stand uh, you, you stand on, politically-wise, I feel like it's an opportunity to look for the good in people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it is. In, in, instead of villainizing people and beating that drum, which is all too convenient to appeal to a, to a base that really just has hateful intentions. Mm-hmm. Wants to be dismissive of average guys going through a struggle like Gail. The purpose of this whole thing is to initiate a conversation. I can't speak on behalf of the community that takes a knee. But if I have the understanding correctly from a white guy's perspective, it's to open up a dialogue. You can be upset. You can be angry. We got your attention. Ask why. Ask why. Because through that conversation, you'll see guys like Gail, who, to me, colorblind. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's ever visited the tailgate will tell you, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your gender, your religion, anything. As long as you're wearing these colors, you're family. So me... T- Taking a look at a guy like Gail, I see, I see Gail every week. I talk to Gail every week. I didn't know he was going through the things that he went through. He was informing me about those conversations that black parents have to have with their kids. I'll never have to have those conversations with my children. But what I can do is the little part that makes the world a better place. What I can do is take that lesson, and albeit small, teach my children about the American dream and how that should be all-inclusive. That's not for the people sitting in here, although I am, you know, a little tan, all right, from being out in the sun, done a little fishing. But that doesn't, that, that, that's not just for us. That, that's for everybody. And that's what this conversation is about. And that's why guys like President Trump canceled the visit. He had absolutely zero intention. How can you point the finger? How can Fox News point the finger and show video of of Philadelphia Eagles players, both black and white, taking a knee in prayer? In prayer. Zach Ertz. And spin that. Mm -hmm. 
to a hateful look at these sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. Look at these animals disrespecting the flag. How stupid do you think we are? But believe it or not, a lot of the population out there, a lot of that base, believes that kind of shit. One of those pictures was Jason Peters in the the practice bubble. <laughs> like he was literally right. on the sideline of the practice bubble taking a breather after a play. But people believe that shit. People believe that shit. I, I think people, you know, like self self awareness is so important. I feel like if you don't realize the space that you're in and what what you're being shown or you know you don't fact check or you don't do your own research it's like and, it, and it's it's sad like you know you your, our parents you know have grown you know they they've grown up in this in their form of media mm -hmm. where they were given all the information mm -hmm. they just sat down and they engulfed it they watched the tv and that was it that was real this is everything's real you know, you know, black people are frightening. They're all, you know, you know, murderers or like you know, the stuff that you see on the news. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to be more than, and I don't I, like. I'm, I'm talking about anything, whether it's political news that you're intaking, whether it's a story on the news. You can't believe everything that you're seeing. You have to be self-aware. And this is why fake news has become such an issue, not only in media, but in social media as well. Facebook and stuff like that because there is a large percentage of the population that'll sit there dial in Fox News and watch that shit all day oh yeah and just be brainwashed mm -hmm. because they grew up in a generation where you turn on the news and you're expected to trust the newscaster mm -hmm. you're expected to trust Jim Garner fucking the, the, Sean Hannity is not Jim Garner right these news stations now put their own political twist there's people out there that will see a Facebook post and believe it. Mm -hmm. Believe that somebody standing there. A blatant Photoshop. A blatant Photoshop. Believe that somebody standing there as a white person in line for Black Panther got beat up by a couple of black guys and said, this movie ain't for you, Whitey. There are people out there that will believe that. And that's why when President Trump cancels the visit on the Eagles, it's fake news. You, the, the accuser of fake news is perpetuating fake news. You have an organization that has not had a player take a knee. You have an organization that, have, that has found the balance of giving players voices while still respecting the flag and the troops and all that. Because that's important to this side, and this is important to this side, and let's have a dialogue about it. They're the only organization in the NFL that's capable of doing such a thing. The Philadelphia Eagles. But that doesn't sit well with the president because he wants to keep pounding that drum, accusing others of fake news, the mainstream media, all the meanwhile creating his own fake news to perpetuate the propaganda machine that got him elected into office to begin with. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Part of me was kind of hoping that Chris Long would show up all, all friggin' fur-coated out and said <laughs> Iverson jersey and that Jason Kelsey would come all mummer's outfit and they would just... They, yeah, we're coming. <laughs> we're coming, and then just do what they got to do on stage. But I think the Eagles did a phenomenal job taking the high road, mm -hmm. uh, not really addressing it, but rather applauding the community that surrounds them and the community that hit, that they spend countless hours and tireless energy to help make the world a better place. And at the end of the day, we got a Super Bowl ring because of team chemistry. Mm -hmm. But, like, sports sometimes – uh, emulates life and chemistry with your your brothers, no matter what their race, creed, or whatever religion they're or the god that they're praying to. You saw a, a team last year with chemistry, mm -hmm. and it's you know I, I really applaud. You know it makes it makes me prouder. I mean, not that I can be any prouder of the Eagles mm -hmm. after last year, but just their ability to take the high road. Um, their snarkiness on Twitter is, is dope too, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just think the way they're handling things uh, and what the way they're trying to bring together people together, the way they're raising money for autism, mm -hmm. the way Carson Wentz is doing things in Haiti, the way Malcolm Jenkins is riding in cars with police officer officers, uh, talking about um, police reform, uh -huh. the way that Chris Long is donating his money 
and, and giving back to scholarships. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and I also, uh, just going back to our tailgates and things like that, I really honestly believe that the, the tailgates and getting down and just talking to people that are different than you, I think our tailgates, honestly, they, they make a big difference in our smaller community because, like, instead of uh, making wild assumptions off of what you see on online or what you see on the news, you can come down to our tailgate and you can actually interact with different people and get mm -hmm. to know their story and get to find out, you know, like Gail said, you could, you could find out about Gail's story and things like that. I think the tailgating op opens up that opportunity, and I... I think that there's not enough conversation that's being held uh, in America. As far I, f I feel like a lot of people are just running on assumptions from what they see on the news, and uh, I think the Eagles are. The thing that is aggravating is that um, athletes are told that they're role models, right? Mm -hmm. They're role models, and kids are to look up to them. However, it depends on what their statement is, right? Because athletes can have a statement like Malcolm Jenkins or Chris Long, but then they'll be told to stick to football if sure. pol if politicians are sure. telling them that yep. that's the wrong statement to be making. It's, it, it, it's, it's the same theory behind freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. You'll defend freedom of speech tooth and nail as long as the person that's speaking agrees agree with you. With you. Yeah. Agrees with you. The minute the person doesn't, you don't agree with the person who's speaking... Mm -hmm. Freedom of speech goes right out the window. Yeah, and and just to um, to to give you an opposite perspective of uh, of Gail's perspective, I can tell you as a white man that I know that racism still exists in America today because I I, I see it when I I have um, a job where I work plenty of events and I get to go to all different parts of PA in New Jersey. I get to meet all different types of people and just talk to them, and I will find myself. Uh, in a group of white men, and then they just think that it, since we're all white, we're all on the same page and feel free reign to talk about black people or something like that, like that, yep. like it, like it's a comfortable topic, and it's just like that. Still, that mindset still exists today. That 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 that's okay, and the fact that that's the case, that people are still looking over their shoulder and doing stuff like that, that's proof right there. Racism is alive and well, and and really the. It's going to be hard to change those individuals' minds. It's mm -hmm. hard to change the generation who grew up already thinking like that and like you spoke to when you're in a group setting. Feel comfortable enough because of the color of your skin to then start speaking on people whose other cultures. Other cultures, people whose skin's different. As if it doesn't matter because we're on the same team, right? Right. right. That 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 happens way too often and all we can really do is teach our kids mm -hmm. like the next generation is the one that's going to change the world let's hope wh wh whether it be the lakeland kids and the gun control thing whether whether it be any of any of this youth who quite frankly i'm excited to see these kids grow up and start voting because this is the generation that's going to change the world this is the generation that's going to change it's not my generation yeah. We were taught by, her, by our parents who were stuck in their generation. Yep. A lot of it incorrectly. But this new generation, if we dedicate ourselves to teaching our kids about the American dream, but all the meanwhile teaching our kids that, again, I'll pound it to the, on the table just like I do nothing above the repeat. doesn't matter your race, age, gender, creed, religion, anything. Skin color, where you come from, different backgrounds. doesn't matter. Everybody has a heart. Everybody has a soul. And as long as that heart is beating, everybody has a purpose in this life and should be treated fairly. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter who makes more money than who. doesn't matter their socioeconomic status. That ma th that's important to pass down to the next generation. And it's just like the Eagles are handling it so well. Like, I've had, like, NFL, like, like NFL Twitter, like there's other people that I like follow that like other teams. They tweet at me. They and there's some that were like Cowboy fans, like they despise the Eagles. They personally messaged me. There's a couple of them. I won't say their name or anything, but they personally messaged me and said, "You know, I despise the Eagles. I hate them so much. But for what the Eagles are doing and standing up for the whole Trump situation, it's just they are so blown away about it, and it makes them like support the Eagles of what they're doing. And it's just." Really interesting how NFL like fans in general are coming together, like agreeing to what the Eagles are doing and supporting them, and then really realizing how messed up Trump is. 
and, and and the president's side will try to spin that and say, well, you know what, they they uh, they obviously didn't want to sit down and talk about the issues or anything like that. I think it speaks more to the fact that you know damn right well if you go down to the White House, it's just a ceremony, it's a photo op, and it's an opportunity for you to bend a knee in front of the man, the reality star covered in Dorito dust. That's <laughs> a, that, that, that's all this opportunity is. It's not an opportunity to have your voice heard. No. Like the fact that so many Eagles opted out of it to the part where they had a, a party under ten, or at least reported did you, under. Did un- you see the final uh, number? No. There was one Eagle on the roster that was expected to attend with the owner and the mascot, and that was Nick Foles. Yep. And 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 I, and I certainly wouldn't judge Nick Foles for that because I'm sure they went to Nick Foles and said, "Listen, we need something. We need well, somebody to go he's down." He's the Super Bowl there. MVP. Yeah. And that's what it is. But um. And that, and that and that and that's not a judgment on Nick Foles, but instead of. Again, instead of okay, I'm offended, but why is this happening? Take a firm look in the mirror and say, how do I, how how do I contribute? Mm-hmm. How can positive? I make the situation? How better? can I make the situation better? He'll sit there and say, oh, all the, you know, look, villainize this team instead of saying, instead of realizing, well, they didn't want to go down there, quite frankly, sir, because you're an asshole. I mean, and, I, I mean, are they? Are they, I mean, is like the real conversations that he's trying to have with? About the about the like the movement that's going on with players, or I mean, I mean he he spent time with Kanye West, one of the first, and Steve Harvey, you know, like I I mean, if we're having trying to have real conversations about Black America, you know, I think, you know, he's speaking to the wrong people. Yeah, you got to talk to some real average black people. Yeah, this is this is the same individual who a couple days ago tweeted a photo of Kim Kardashian in the Oval Office to have a discussion oh, about God, the criminal yeah. justice system. Prison reform. Yeah. Prison Kim reform. Kim Gar- yeah. Kardashian. Kim Def- Kardashian definitely wasn't trying to gain popularity among no. the younger voters. That's not what was going on. And I, and I don't care what you think about the mainstream media. I've gotten tweets about that you know actually the Eagles wanted to attend the meeting <coughs> but the mainstream media is going to portray it like they didn't want to. No, they 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 simply didn't want to. Yeah, they yeah. simply didn't want to. Did you guys see the report that came out from Tim Furlong? No, sir. The he's a NBC Ten uh, reporter, and he was down covering the uh, whatever event happened to go on today, and he said he went up and asked six different uh, people at this event who the Super Bowl-winning quarterback was for the Philadelphia Eagles, to which nobody knew the correct answer to it. Not one person attending this event he talked to knew who the quarterback of the Eagles was, basically assuming that these are crisis actors that the White House brought in to fill a crowd up. I don't know one Eagles fan that doesn't know who was playing quarterback in that Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I I did see two black guys in the audience. (laughs) Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking for him. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 it's, it's just funny that, um, especially when you're watching the news blow up on the timeline mm-hmm. as it is coming out, and uh, I think Eagles Twitter, you know, stuck together like we always do, mm-hmm. handled business. Some very funny memes that were out there. By the way, the, is the that shirt tra- dropping? The, the shirt is dropping tomorrow. I, it was it was unbelievable. I, I was just I, I was sitting there staring because because I don't like to get into politics. So I'm sitting there and I'm staring at that meme for like five minutes before I post it. I'm like, dude, when it- you, when you put that in the group chat, I was, I was like, like, why is this not like, already on the it. internet? Like, do it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you gotta understand when I, when I when you weren't trying to get involved in the I politics side of it. I wasn't I got trying you. to get involved in the politics side of it. And also, you have to understand like anytime you start dipping your toe into politics, you're gonna piss somebody off for sure. Whether it's on the right or the left, and mm-hmm. they'll they'll go back to those famous three words, which is stick to sports. Yeah. Which is ironic because every time somebody tells you to stick to sports, you take a look at their Twitter profile, and it's all politics. Yep. And I and and I have to seriously reevaluate this whole or or a uh, hundred followers or eighty followers. Yeah, I have to I have to seriously reevaluate this whole follow people back, yeah. uh, sort of social media protocol that I that I have because it it, it, it is like green egg. At, like, okay, if you're gonna point the finger at me and say I don't follow you for politics, why the fuck am I following you back? Because yeah. all your stuff is politics, right. and that's what ends up happening. Is the timeline gets muddied with all these pro-Trump, uh, anti-Trump. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sometimes it's just as bad on the other side. You know what I mean? Where where it's just it's just a clutch. I'm here. I'm here for sports too. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So all my timeline is just cluttered up with with political nonsense, right. and I'm just trying to see, you know, Jimmy Kemsky's stick figure yeah. about the upcoming off season. Yeah. yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. So I so I stared at that I stared at that photo for like five minutes before it dropped. I even brought it out to you guys. But to answer your question, yes, the T-shirts are being made. Justin. Did you guys see Kemsky today on MSNBC? I didn't see it, but I saw the photos. They were hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. He was, he, was, he was in his bag today for that. He was ready to go. Really? Did, yeah. did he bring the fire? Did yeah. he bring the heat? Yeah, absolutely. What, what did he say? Just give, just give me a... Uh, I mean, he, a... he just basically, you know, buried, buried Trump, you know, buried the narrative of why he disinvited them. And you know how proud he was of the Eagles, uh, but I mean he was he was ready to go. Yeah, I it, mean they, like they 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 cut him early too. <laughs> they, <laughs> did he like, mention anything they, about this? And, and they go the, the host goes, all right, Jimmy, thanks. Yeah. And just, and, 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 and I didn't even get to show you my stick figures. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he make a Trump stick figure yet? Yeah, well, I'm sure it's in the works. So, spe- speaking of which, uh, I know Young Gronk is calling in. Do, do, do we have him yet? We do have him. So before we put him on the air, let me tell you who Young Gronk is because I'm sure that you saw him at some point before the Super Bowl. He was the guy outside of Geno's who took a cheesesteak and started talking about lobster rolls and Boston baked beans. Put him in the bathroom. How he wasn't going to eat it and then spiked it on the ground. The video went viral. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, right now on the line, we have Mr. Young Gronk. Can you hear me, sir? First off, I want to say this. I don't really like to talk about politics, but I actually agree with Trump with something. I wouldn't want some Philadelphia hood rats to come into my house at all either. All right, all right. So, so, so we're, start, we're starting off like that. Okay, I can see what direction this conversation is going to take right off the bat. But before I allow you to speak again, I know you didn't get a chance to savor that Philadelphia cheesesteak. So let me ask you this. How did that L taste in the Super Bowl? I mean, every single, every single day, it stinks when you lose. But then I see my five rings that are sitting on my counter, and I know that we'll bounce back. Actually, being a let let, let me ask you something: in in all those five rings, did they? Is there a little diamond asterisk in there? Because you know, goddamn right, well, you cheated through all five of those. You know, goddamn right, well, in Jacksonville, you cheated the Philadelphia Eagles because you were taping practices and you knew all the single sing. Signals. How exactly do you hold your head high, holding five rings, when you know that they you Mark McGuire the shit out of that thing and you cheated the entire time? Explain that. I like to listen to the late great Eddie Guerrero. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Oh, you gotta do whatever you gotta do to make sure you're at the top of the game. Oh my god! Oh, that is such Holy a that is such that's a your defense. Answer. That's your defense and, right and, there. And, and listen, man, Put him in a we know light. we know exactly. First of all, how many views did you get on that video? I got a a couple. A, a couple what? <laughs> I can't hear. Did we, did we lose him, Justin? I think we lost him. I think we lost him. Yeah. Did yeah, he, he hung up. Tell him to call back. He couldn't take the heat anymore. Oh, too much fire in here. Too, too, too much fire. My headphones, I thought I thought my headphones <laughs> went bad right there. <laughs> you ripped them right the hell off Gail's head. <laughs> Dude, I want to dig into this guy. He honestly thinks that he's going to get away. Like, like he went into obscurity. He went into obscurity the entire... Get his ass back on the phone. I want to talk to young Gronk. Hello, motherfucker. I'm not finished with him yet. All right, give me a minute. I'll call him back. I just tweeted at him as well. I'm going to get real weird with it. tell you one thing. God, when you're holding those five rings, you know goddamn right well they cheated that entire time. You can't fix stupid. And I'm going to tell him when he gets on the air, we know what he did. We know what he did. He went out there at the butt crack of dawn before any Eagles fans could be out there. You know goddamn right well he didn't order that cheesesteak with that freaking stinking Patriots cheater jersey on. He got his cheesesteak. He asked nicely. He brought it over to a nice secluded area at like 6 in the morning while people are walking their dogs and taking jogs because the real fans are hungover because they know the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl and they've been partying. And then he spikes the thing, gets in his car, and takes off and hope nobody's chasing him. You know goddamn right well that's exactly what he did. Where's young Gronk? Put his ass back on the phone. He just tweeted right back at me. He said, y'all hung up on me. Don't even let me let me get to defend myself. I will give him ample time to defend himself. (laughs) I'm waiting to get him back on the phone. Fire. Fire. 
fire. You know, fire. he was supposed to come down from from Boston. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to come down from Boston, and we were going to film him as a punishment for spiking that cheesesteak. We were going to punish him by spiking a can of Boston baked beans, a chowder, or whatever he had <laughs> right in front of Lincoln Financial Field. I'm going to hold him to that because he agreed to that. Before, be, be, way before this, way before this, Do I, we got that good. I don't think goof? he's about that life. Of course, he's not about that life. If he was about that life, he would have showed up in person. You know how slimy those Patriots fans are. Yeah, they, they're not men of their word. What a spoiled bunch of babies, too. Yeah. What a bunch of crybabies. And they're, he's talking about them five Super Bowls, but I, I don't think he realizes what lies ahead for them. Like it's over. It's over, Johnny. The I've, dynasty is over. I've been telling these <laughs> Patriots fans the day we won the Super Bowl, do mm-hmm. not forget the name Philadelphia Eagles yep. because when you look back at this entire thing, you will realize that losing that Super Bowl mm-hmm. to the Eagles was the end of the dynasty. That was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. It was over after that. Yep. You once again, Boston, are going to find yourself in obscurity. You're going to find some, some success, mm-hmm. but just like the Celtics in the playoffs, you ain't going far. You ain't as hot shit as you once were or think you are right now. I guarantee. Where the hell is young Gronk? Get his ass back on the phone. (laughs) Nothing. Crickets. He's not calling back, man. You don't think he's calling back? No. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what the next step is? Bringing him in in studio. Are we going to be able to... Are we going to have to tie him down and... And put him in front of a microphone, <laughs> so he can't run out. So he can't run out of the building like he did a run away from Beat him with a bat. We'll tell, or run away from we'll, this we'll conversation. Tell all the Eagle fans that he's here, and then he'll be in a room full of Eagle fans. First, uh, first of all, nobody in Philly goes to the Genos anyway. So like, like you're hitting up the tourist spot, slapping a slapping a cheesesteak on the fucking ground that Philadelphians yeah. don't eat anyway. If he did that in front of Ishka Bibbles. Oh, those are fighting Would have been hell to pay. Uh, if you went to gyms? Yeah. Oh, you spike of gyms. <laughs> Don't you fucking spike of gyms, you son of a bitch. You know, you know he didn't wear that Patriots jersey. You know he didn't wear that Patriots jersey when he went to that spot. He got the cheesesteak the night before. I got everything an update. In school All right, back. so we he had to call up, him back. We, he just got denied. He just declined our phone call. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he just denied our phone call. Finish him. Call him again. Call him again. That's bullshit. Listen, you I can't handle the truth. I, I, I'll take a W, but I'm not taking a W by him tapping out by in the forfeit. first round. Yeah, you don't get Does to tap. You don't get to tap bitch. out in the first round. That doesn't happen. I'm taking you the distance. I'm gonna McGregor you. You think you're gonna get your shots in in the beginning? But I'm a Floyd Mayweather the shit out of this thing and just pick you up. We got him on. We got, we got him, him on. on. Young Gronk, are you on? Young Gronk. Why are you so mad, baby? Young Gronk. Typical Philadelphia, you can't even do anything right. Yeah, you got lucky to win a Super Bowl. You hung, you hang up on me. First of all, you gave me the wrong number to even call in. Then you freaking hang up on me just when it was getting good. Just this what? means I'm going to have to fucking fly my ass down to Philadelphia and see you in person. Yes. You got lucky today. I had my flight already booked. You, I ran out of eye black. I had to go to Dick's Sporting Goods to go get new eye black. Oh. Then I saw a nice pair of cargos, and I was like, all right, I got to try these on. But I've gained a little weight lately, so I had to try on a different couple <laughs> pairs. To see what Why'd you gain me. all that weight? Eating so, that crow? You eating that crow? Because the, oh, the Eagles missed Let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. I know you guys want to talk over Let me tell you something. First of all, camo cargo shorts, the 2000s, early 2000s called. They want their fucking shorts back. No asshole wears eye black in the, in the morning. It's the only and, pants and, and, and we know what you did, young Gronk. We know what you did, and we want you to speak honestly to the people. You went out to Geno's at fucking 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning when nobody else was around. We know when that sun comes up. We know that shade. You went out there early in the morning, didn't you? Didn't you? So, obviously, I went out there in the morning. Obviously. And I admit to so, that. So, no, so nobody would see you do what you did. True or false? I thought it was always sunny in Philadelphia. That's why I was out there when the sun rises. So nobody would see you because you were afraid of getting Deflection. your ass kicked for talking that shit on the streets during normal daylight hours. True or false? You know what's kind of funny, though? What's Look that? Look it. I, I will admit, I filmed all those videos, and yeah, I filmed them all on the same day. I drove my ass down there early in the morning. I got my content. But how funny is this? 
I Gronk Spike at Cheesecake at Pat's and Geno's. Half of the people in Philadelphia didn't understand that they're open 24-7. People were saying, no, yo, no. this guy bought a cheesesteak the day prior. That's old let, news, me, let me say this. Number two, people thought I was literally there all week, that I had people waiting for me at the Race Street Pier on Thursday morning, <laughs> tweeting at me, sending me photos. Yo, where the fuck are you? Where are you, young Gronk? And I'm laughing. I'm enjoying myself. I'm back at home all cozy. And these stupid idiots, stupid idiots went out there thinking I was there. Number three, NBC Sports Philadelphia writing an article about me saying some dumb Philadelphia, some dumb Boston fan, Gronk spiked the cheesesteak, he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, now, obviously, yeah, I look like an idiot now because yeah, we lost. Yeah. It is what it is. Let me tell you something else, though. See, this is wait, the, wait, I want to see no, this, No, 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 because, because let, me tell okay. you, let me tell you exactly what I'm hearing. You did it in the morning so you wouldn't get your ass kicked. I guarantee you, you, you didn't order that cheesesteak in that jersey. Let you me tell that, you something. I was you, just down in Philadelphia bullshit. for game three when the Boston Celtics whooped that Philadelphia ass. And yeah, and I was there the with my right eyebrows yeah. on and no one did shit. how far did they get? You're talking to an Eagles podcast, so let's keep it the football, pal. Because, it's funny because, because I was down both, there for the Sixers game and all of them were shouting Eagles Both of our shit. fucking it's basketball teams are sitting on the bench. What I'm hearing from you is you went out there early in the morning to not get caught by Eagles fans because he didn't want to get your ass kicked. I guarantee you didn't order that cheesesteak wearing that stupid Gronk jersey because you didn't want to get your ass kicked. And then you were telling people that you were somewhere where you weren't because you didn't want to get your ass kicked. I hear a whole lot of fugazi coming out of your mouth, which is no surprise considering you're a Patriots fan. So is this... Is this- is this an open invite for me to come down there and make it publicly known when I'm going to come back down? You have Because I'm willing you to come down whenever. Op- Listen to me. You have an open invite to atone for your sins, my friend. You have an open invite to come down to Philadelphia. And because your Patriots lost and lost and the de- dynasty is over, you know it as to a well as I do. A They've been saying that since 2010. They've been saying that since 2008. And I'm saying it right now. To atone for your sins, I invite you to come down to Philadelphia. I'll buy you lunch. I'll buy you a beer. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand in front of Lincoln Financial Field. Take that can of Boston baked beans. Take that can of New England clam chowder or a lobster roll if I can find one around here. And I want you to spike it in front of Lincoln Financial Field as an apology to the Eagles fan base. This is going to sound very soft of me. Coming from a Pats fan with a huge chip on no, his no, shoulder. No, 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 yeah, let me. Like, wait, wait, it's my turn now. I gave you time to talk. I will say this. On my fucking show. I was okay, the first one to come out. Yep. And I accepted defeat. And I even showed that photo that you guys put up with the L. Hold on. All these Pats fans out here excuses. I actually have my list of excuses from the Super Bowl right in front of me. The missed uh, point after touchdown. Midfield. I will come down there. I will come down there and I will accept the feet. Think about what just came out of your mouth. I can't wait you to make that sound drop. List of oh excuses. Oh as to why, shit! So, so uh, just humor me and the listening audience at home. Go through your fucking list of excuses. I can't wait to hear this. Tom shit. Brady's too old. Starting at the top, Young Gronk. List of excuses why the Patriots won the fucking Super Bowl. Number one, go for it. Well, we lost the Super Bowl. We didn't win, but we missed an so, extra point. We missed a field goal. We won by eight. Brady, Brady, Brady missed the, the catch uh, on the side. Cooks got hurt. He was an idiot for trying to make a little extra play he right there. Le- he, he got, he got, he got, laid the he got leveled. Out. Absolutely. You would have I do want to talk about down. a couple of things on. Like, real you, quick, I want to talk about a couple of good things on Philadelphia side because I rewatched the highlights before I came on here. It's the first time since Super Bowl Sunday I rewatched the highlights. Couple okay. things. Third and three with a minute forty left. And Corey Clement had a big gain off that, which led into you the Philly dare. special. Yeah. In the Philly special, don't you fucking that dare. play? Don't you fucking? No, dare. no, no. I'm not here to. I'm. I'm gonna be here as a football fan. That play is a is a highlight. That play when that happened, Wait I was like, Philadelphia has is gonna win this game. You do something like that, you win the game. And the Earth's touchdown catch was a touchdown catch. I was in Pittsburgh for that oh. Jesse James catch. And All even right. I thought that was a touchdown, and I knew karma was going to come back on the Patriots. Okay. I knew that. If you told me that Tom Brady was going to throw 500 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and still got a, and still got a sack fumble, 
I would have fucking whipped out my tiny three-inch cock and would have slapped you across the face because I wouldn't have believed that. Too, too much info, but okay. You should All be right. honest. Do you have a list of excuses for your tiny cock, sir? Is there well, a list of excuses for that? <laughs> well, it's what happens when you're arrogant and you want to shout at people and do things. It's you're trying to compensate for something else. Okay. Well, hey, listen. You're starting to make a listen. lot more sense. Okay, right yeah, now. You're starting to make a lot more sense. The first step to 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 you know realizing a problem is admitting there's a problem. So the tiny three-inch cock, you know, yeah. it's good. That I you can, can see why that angers you. You, you. you can air that out, and it, and it explains a lot of your behavior, to be honest with you. You know what else would explain? You can take your losses. It is what it is. Hey, I talked to all this trash, let me ask you and we lost. Absolutely. And I'm the first one to admit it. But guess what? The Patriots are going to be in Atlanta for Super Bowl 53. Young Gronk already has his plane ticket down there. You guys won't even sniff the playoffs next year. And it's seriously going to happen. And then I'm going to be in your house in 2019 with my Super Bowl 53 ring. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. You want to? You want to say, "Hey, hey, hey"? Because this, exactly. But this, but this kind of weighs on me. Does Tom Brady also have a three-inch cock? Because how do you explain him crying after the Super Bowl, like Giselle said? Now nah, his is two inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then he open mouth kiss kisses his son. What's up with that, dude? There's some weird. Sh- there's I some mean, fucking weird shit going on. In it is that. That's pretty weird. I mean, I, I mean. He's just trying to suck the life out of his kid and his soul because he wants to stay young and be on that football field for another five to six years. Young Gronk, you're you a weird be. one, man. You are, you are, you are a strange bird. I almost, I almost, I almost, I almost kind of like you. But before, before I, I said I would give you some time because you got a little bit of a charity thing going on, and just like we did with license plate guy, we we try to do good. See, that's what the Philadelphia Eagles organization and fan base tries to do, despite what President Trump says, is try to do good for the community and give back. But before I get to your Gronk Spike Challenge or whatever money you're raising, I just I just want to say this, and I've been saying it the Patriots fans time and time again. Remember the name Philadelphia Eagles. Because they are the ones that ended the New England Patriots dynasty. Book it, my friend. Book it. It'll never happen again. Brady's done. Belichick's done. Your butt buddy Gronkowski is done. It is over for you, New England. And you are going back in the NFL obscurity, courtesy of the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, there's, a, there's been a lot of whining with the Patriots fans. I just got a tip for all you guys in, in Young Gronk. Um, you know, if you leave the tampon in too long, you can get toxic shock syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Gronk, you got you got some charity stuff going on. Why, why, don't you, why don't you speak on it for a second? Why on, on Why do you guys give the Patriots bulletin board material every single year? It just keeps the Patriots thriving. It keeps that organization thriving. Yeah, you guys want to get ahead of the curve and say, hey, we're ending the dynasty. But saying shit like that, we're slapping that on the board every single day, and they're looking at that. It still makes the Patriots underdogs. Even though they're at the top of the game and they're not underdogs, that makes the Patriots underdogs. Because everyone's saying it's over. It's done with. Why does everyone keep doing that? I just don't get it. You're you're making Brady. You're making Gronk Edelman. Belichick, crap, I'll get pissed off. Wait, wait, wait. After, after, let's, talk about, let's talk about the competition in the AFC. Like, who who's dominating? Nobody. The There's nobody. nobody. It's nobody. It's so, nobody. I mean, yeah. If the pass win the NFC, it would be a different story. I agree. NFC's tough. Like, NFC's completely a different ball game. I agree. Mm-hmm. And we're doing There's nobody backups. I'm scared of in the AFC. All right, Gronk, what, what kind of charity stuff are you doing? Good, <laughs> good causes. Thank you for at least giving me a little platform to talk. We've been doing, I've been working with Best Buddies. Best Buddies is for intellectual and developmental disabilities. We're trying to work together on what we're trying to rebrand right now called the Spike Challenge. And what we're going to do something in towards the fall time is we want all of football to come together and do your best football spike. And raise just raise awareness and raise some donations for Best Buddies. And when the time comes, we're, re, we're redoing things now. When the time comes, that's the a, hell's going on in your background? No, 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 no. That, that's applause. That's an applause sound effect. Oh, that's an applause. I was like, oh, I think everyone was screaming at me with pitchforks. Uh, no, not We yet. were going to, at the time, when the time comes, I'll come down there and we'll do a spike challenge together. It's been, ab- and let me tell you something about the Young Gronk stuff real quick. That it's been absolutely banana land from just where I was just do, posting silly videos on Instagram and stuff like that yeah. to now work with Ty Law. 
to now work with Teddy Bruschi, to start working with a Patriots organization, yeah, to start working now. with Best Buddies, to work with Teddy's team. There's a lot going on. Like, there's a lot of good okay. going on. Right. Yeah, I might do some stuff that you'd be like, All you're right. an idiot. No wonder why you're a jabroni and no one likes you. But at the same time, you're doing <laughs> some good stuff as well. So, and I want to give a shout out to, and I said this to you earlier, yeah. it, those in the, in the Philadelphia area, you go to Deptford, New Jersey. I believe that's what South of Philly, a little North of Philly, wherever that is. That's right where we're Jason at. Avant, yeah, former now. wide receiver. You're here now. Yeah. Jason Avant, former wide receiver for the Eagles, owns Launch Trampoline Park. That's something that Ty Law uh, came out with when he retired. I think that anybody that's an Eagles fan should go out there. Jason's there most of the week. Uh, just follow him on Instagram and try, find out if he's there. He's more than happy to help you get Eagles fans and, and do some great uh, things for you guys as well. Okay, well, I, 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 I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll make a deal with you right here, right now. Before the season, in fact, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the world champions do open up the season on Thursday Night Football. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That is correct. That is correct. correct. Okay, Gronk, so the... So the Week leading up to the season opener for the NFL. I'll do this. If you're willing to come down to the tailgate, come down to the tailgate. We won't break your balls too hard, but if you can't make it that Thursday night, that week, come down to Philadelphia, all right? We will do a Gronk or or, or a Spike Challenge, whatever you want to call it, to raise awareness for that great cause, and 4th and John will donate $100 to that cause, whatever that GoFundMe or whatever that charity is. This podcast here will donate $100 to that cause. But in return, you are going to spike that can of goddamn Boston baked beans in front of Lincoln Financial Field. And you know what? For $100, I want to be able to spike that Gronkowski Super Bowl 52 jersey into the turf. I mean... I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes you got to take your lumps, <laughs> but sometimes it's for the greater good. And at least that we can come together for a good cause, and I'm willing to do whatever it, whatever it takes. Right, I man. know that I know that a lot of New England fans don't like me, and Patriots fans. You know what? When I what did that Gronk like shit, let me just tell you something. I did that. Stuff. They're like, "That's not the Patriot way." This and that. Bill Belichick's not my dad. I don't. I don't play on the New England Patriots. Have a chip on your shoulder. You won five fucking Super Bowls. Be out there and be excited for your team and have that chip because we're gonna win number six next year in Atlanta. Okay, do me a favor, Justin. Are, are you done, Gronk? You done? YG, you uh, done? All right, hang up. I on mean, him again. I'm letting you hang up on him again. Hang up on him again. There he goes, <laughs> young Gronk. Woo, man, was he? Uh... God, I need to catch my breath after that one, dude. I, I, that guy needs some time to, to, to let his uh, dude, teeth cool off it's, there. It's Holy the three-inch penis with the high-pitched voice, man. I didn't it's expect just, that one coming. Yeah, that one. I didn't see that. That one kind of threw me for a loop. Like, usually when you trash-talking other people... You don't, don't end up on yourself. Yeah, you don't end up on yourself. <laughs> That's a little weird. It was. At least he's it, being honest. It, 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 is it like a football cuck thing? Is that what, he, is that we, what he's doing? We, we, right went, we went to race relations in, uh, in America to his three-inch penis. It, 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 it kind of feels good to get off of the heavy shit and start talking about, you know. I'm glad we I'm glad we dealt with the big problems first. Yeah. And then, and then we, we handled dealt the with small the problems. Real, and then we did Fourth and John style in the end. And, yeah. And then, uh, okay. So <laughs> let, let's end it properly like we always do. And that's the Twitter questions. All right. So our girl Lacey has been monitoring your Twitter questions and she's going to shoot it to us right now. Hello. So, um, hello. So, I tried to um, pick a few that were like political and a few that were not. Good job. Um, thanks. So, um, first one we have from Willie Eich. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but the question is: After the last 24 hours, do you believe the culture within the organization is stronger than ever? Absolutely. Never been prouder of this organization. I think all I think the uh, entire team is a more. I mean, they won a Super Bowl together. You can't come much closer than that. But I think what has happened over the past uh, 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it's been, I believe that that has brought them even closer. I think they're a tight knit group. I mean, I, I feel like what they've been through, winning the Super Bowl, and what they've been like, they're all coming from different paths. But mm-hmm. at the end, of, at the end of the day, they're trying to come together and make the right decisions. And I feel like they made the right decision. I'm sure there was a was a contingent, a group inside of that locker room that, regardless of the circumstance, was not going to the White House, regardless of what happened. I'm sure there was a smaller group in there 
that were on the fence about it. Yeah, I'll go. I maybe not be a Trump supporter or support everything he says, but it's it's, it's the Super Bowl thing. It's the White House. I'll go. But they rather stick by their teammates. Yep. And I'm sure there was even a smaller group that are Trump supporters that because it was important to stick that together. first group to stick together and give a unified team message, Chris longed the shit out of that thing uh -huh. and put their arm around them and said, don't worry, you're my brother. If it's important to you, it's important to me. It outweighed their political Anytime beliefs. you have somebody attacking your organization, your family. Listen, I, I, I grew up in a house of four boys and we were allowed to beat up on each other all we wanted to, but only us. You tried fucking with the brothers? You got your ass kicked. We, we all kicked your ass because only we're allowed to do that. That builds unity, and I think this organization is stronger after getting denied this White unity. House visit, as well as the fan base. Next question. Okay, so the next question is from Further AM. Uh, can anyone find a factual source or any evidence that can show that less than 10 players were going to the White House? Or was that just a rumor? I'm sure I'm sure a lot of it's just rumors like not, 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 the Eagles aren't going to come out and say these are the players that were going to go. These are the players that didn't want to go and stuff like that. If anything, they just want to put this whole entire situation uh, behind them. Who knows who wanted to go? How many people wanted to go? The reports are where they are. You can only take them as uh, reports with a grain of salt. But I'm sure uh, it's more fact than fiction, a lot more fact than fiction. Okay, um, the next one we have is actually from Trevor, uh, T. Harris 18. Who is on your, Ma who's on your Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia sports? Can we, get, can we do Philadelphia Eagles instead? Eagles? Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles is fine. Okay. Evan? Uh, I'll go... Uh, well, okay. I'll go Dawkins, obviously. I'll go Reggie White. I'll go... I'm going to throw Trot on there because there's more my generation. Okay. And then I'm going to uh, earn a spot. And uh, Nikki Six, Super Bowl champ. All right. Okay. Gail Saunders. You got that was four that heads. Was Who are you putting on? Uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, that was interesting. Coming from a young buck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, got, you got a couple that I was going to pick up. Dawkins. Dawkins Reggie. Reggie White. Um, say Chuck Bidnarik. To go, Concrete Re Charlie. Represent the old school, and then uh, it's tough that last that last guy. I mean, I, I guess you'd have to put I don't, Randall Cunningham. For me, you know that because that's the guy that I, if I fell in love with the Eagles mm -hmm. for. That's why I would put him on there. But like, Nikki Foles was pretty good. Mm -hmm. he, he earned a spot. I mean, yeah, you got I mean, a ring, he, man. He, he got us the ring. Yeah. All right, so 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 here's the correct answer. Oh, lay it <laughs> on us here. You have Dawkins. Yeah. You got Reggie. Dawkins is a Hall of Famer. Reggie is the best defensive end to ever play the game. Natural power. All right. Uh, then you have Chuck Bednarik, mm -hmm. last of the 60 men of men. So three for two three. Two-way Three for three. The last one, Steve Van Buren. I was going to... Uh, yeah, Steve Van Buren won, of the, won you those championships in the 40. And while that's way before any of our times, what he did for the organization back then is more important than what Donovan McNabb, what, uh, but I would name the, the mountain. It's no longer Mount Rushmore. It's Mount Big Dig Nick. That's, <laughs> That's what the it, name of the mountain. It's yeah. Mount Big Dig Nick. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the four faces on the Big Dick Dick. I can't even say that three times, but Big Dick Nick Mountain. <laughs> what do you think about that? Go ahead, Spooky. Uh, my, my Eagles Mount Rushmore right now, right now I'd go with Reggie White, Brian Dawkins, Nick Foles and Chuck Bednarik. All right, first I, I can understand the the want to have Nick Foles on there, but when all said and done, is he will be remembered for that Super Bowl, but the longevity of his career. Will... Let, let's ho let's hope someday it's Carson Wentz up there. Yeah. Let's say we uh, let's hope someday we bump Steve and we put Carson Wentz up there. Who's next? Uh, I have brother Frank. How many times will the Eagles' offense score 40-plus, and how many times will the defense keep teams under 20 this coming season? Mm. Got to look at the... 40-plus uh... is going to be eight. Eight times are going to go 40-plus. Jesus Christ, what? Yeah. Half the season. Half the season. Okay. They might have gone 40-plus half the season last year. And what, they went five games in a row with uh, 50 burgers, no? They didn't get 50. 30, 30, I mean, 30 burgers. 30 burgers. Yeah. So I think eight, eight, eight times this year you've got you've got your group coming back. The high octane offense. And uh, what was the second part of that question? How many times did they hold them under ten or twenty? Or under twenty. 
Mm. I think that could be. Yeah, that could be like ten. Yeah, I was going to say ten, even a larger number. Even a larger number. Agreed? Yeah. Maybe somewhere around there? Okay, go ahead. Do we got uh, one or two more? I actually just have one more. It's from Classic Jeff, and he said, most important question, what time does the opening day tailgate start? The opening day tailgate. Uh, First of all, I want to plan some, and and Jeff will appreciate this, we want to plan some festivities the night before. I know it's a Wednesday night, but a lot of people are taking Thursday off, so we're going to start the festivities the night before. The, uh, Does that the mean we start drinking the night before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe you start. I don't, I don't drink. Maybe you start drinking. But we're going to be partying the night before. Uh, normal rule of thumb is that the gates open up six hours before kickoff. kickoff. So if it's an 8-15 game, you can anticipate the gates opening up around 2 o'clock. Sometimes they back that up. And being as this is a special circumstance where we are opening up the NFL season, perhaps they back that up to around noon. They know full well they don't want the, uh, the cars in there too early because everyone's going to be shit house by the time they're ready to raise the banner. But if you're specifically talking about the banner or the jer- license plate guy jersey burning ceremony, I think you can plan on that being around 5 o'clock. We want to make sure that's burned. And uh, the Philadelphia Eagles will certainly be there. Uh, they said they're going to be there. They're going to provide us with a fire marshal just in the event fire, that we fire, decide fire, to burn the entire parking lot down. I don't know how that's going to work, but we're looking forward to it. And we still have to, on a future episode, we still have to pick a special celebrity guest burner. Yes. we got to figure it out. Kyle we, Brandt. We, we need My some suggestions. On. Yeah, we need some suggestions. So tweet us at 4th and John with your suggestions for the celebrity guest burner. Until next time, let's bring it home like we always do in Young Gronk's face. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? I'm gonna get real weird with it. I'm gonna make him an awful guy with you. Fire! 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 What my man Jay and John just said. Fuck you! I put a team on my fucking back, dude. Look at this dude. We just won the fucking Super Bowl, you jaw motherfuckers! I see what you're saying about young Gronk. He's kind of growing on you. Whoa, whoa, that whoa, 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 Loopy, yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.